pastoring, threw up the contract, and then said to him afterwards, now, I need a down payment on it. And my dad flicked out a dollar bill and gave him. And the bank man said, look, Reverend Neil, get serious. This is a business. And my dad said, look at sir. Read what it says on the dollar bill. This is a legal tender. Amen. And it's legal and it has a promissory note attached to it. The person whose subscription was on that bill was the guarantor that it would perform what was promised. And so the man had to take what he gave him. It was a legal, earnest money. And so that's how he finally owned that building. It was one dollar that he placed on Unfortunately today, because of the time we're living in, if you take a dollar bill from two years ago, five years ago, six years ago, and today right now, the value vacillates. You never know who's going to honor what you think it's worth. One time it used to worth a hundred pennies. Sometime now it worth fifty pennies. Other time sixty pennies. You never know what you have in your hand. But ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the heaven kingdom, I won't tell you I got in my hand a promissory note. It never get devalued when you hold up that promissory note, which is the word of God. I said the word of God. Not one of those promises that this book make will ever fail you. Now the sin of today's church, especially the preachers, God sent some more Elijah. And God said, I'm not going to send him anymore. Samuel said, don't disturb my sleep. Send some more apostles here. It's just not going to happen. Paul is not to and it's just not going to happen. But I'm going to tell you right now, the people that God has, they're going to replace Elijah and Elisha and Samuel is on the pew looking at me and you. It's right before our very eyes. God is not going to go to the cemetery and dig up some fossils to work miracle in this century. It's going to work through that sits upon pews that hear the word of God and said, I believe the report. Amen. And so God is going to work through some people that's in this church. Now church, Mark it on your calendar. Pastor Neil is going to tell you this. Now on to the next 2018, this church is going to be a supernatural church. I don't care what anybody believes. I don't care what the devil says. I am telling you, the days of small things are over. The days of penury is over. I'm thinking big. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you our dreams are greater than ever before. We're not having a nightmare. We are having a dream. Can the dreamer say amen? 
Now I don't need 24,000 to believe. All I need is one person to believe. Somebody that can act like Joshua and Caleb and say we can take the promised land. That my God is still the same yesterday, today. And the somebody to believe that right there. Now what if some don't believe? Does their unbelief make the promises of God? Of none effect? No. Let me tell you about my church building here. You don't know this, but every evening when I go home or after services, I look at this building. I say, Lord, this thing need painting. This need renovation. I've had estimation, etc., etc. I said, Sister Neil, God is going to send somebody that's going to do exactly what's in my heart. Cyrus was a Persian king. And God said, Cyrus, you must. You're going to do it at no cost to them. You know what Cyrus did? He obeyed, fenced the whole thing. I'm going to give you lumber and soda to protect you. All I want you to do is get up, get with it, and carry out the project because God gave me a decree. Hello? hadn't done that, Jesus would have a temple to come to. We believe that? That temple that Cyrus built is the very one that Jesus went into. Hallelujah. And picked up the Bible and said this day. But what you don't realize is Cyrus was not the initiator of his act. There's a prophet called Jeremiah that knitted and in debt and said the day will come when God going to perform an incredible supernatural miracle and all he had was thud a stare let me tell you friend you and I may die but the promises never die the promises of God lives on from generation to generation and all God needs is somebody to proclaim it. Somebody to embrace it. Somebody to see the fall off. And can somebody say hallelujah? You see, there are 3,573 promises in the Bible. I sat down yesterday with a brother, amen, that don't have a building. Have three months to leave. That building that he rented. I said, brother, count count the days right now. I want to come and preach the church opening of this brand new building that I'm going to tell you right now you're going to get. I said, oh, by the way, I want to preach it on this uh, in 2015 and March the 31st. I want to be there to preach your dedication of that building. Jesus wife threw up their hands and began to worship. And said, you don't know this, but that's where we first started our church in this city. I need a witness here, somebody. I need some praises out here. Let me praise the Lord right now. Because God inhabits the praise of His people. Amen. The dead praise not the Lord, but the living does. Can somebody say hallelujah? Now, it doesn't matter what you believe or what, what you, you don't want to believe. I know what I believe. On my faith alone, God will perform it. All God needs one man 
committed to a vision, committed to a dream, and God will do the impossible if he has to call a Stephen, if he has to call a Philip, if he has to call a Pastor Paul, he can find a Peter if he has to, and hey, nobody has walked out of the boat, but Peter did, you can mock him all you want to, he holds the Guinness Book of Record, the only man ever walked out what drowned other people. Starting right now. Miracles. Supernatural. Hallelujah. God says, if you know that he hears you, and my God ain't deaf, you have your petition. This is a preaching. This is a teaching. You have your petition. What you ask of God. I've come here to ask because he that asketh shall receive it. He that seeketh shall find it. And he that knocketh shall be opened. You can't stop that promise. That promise is alive. Whether you believe it or conceive it or not, it's operative right now in this church. Mm. Jesus Christ was confronted. Now there are 3,000 573 promises minimum in your Bible. That means your Bible, 99% of it is promises. 90, it's God's promissory note. When I take a $20 bill to the store, they can't just turn me away. It promised me authority. It promised me I don't have to leave the way I went in there. I can get what I want. I'm going to tell somebody, God want to turn this church into a storehouse. God said, I got more cattle than you can sell at any market. Hallelujah. I got them all up on the hills, in the valley. Oh, come on now. God said, I've got what you need, and you need what you need, because God said, He can do it. And when you know that you know that you know, who knows it all? I know about something about He's omnipresent. I'm trying to tell somebody, but the trick is, can you wait for it? That's the key word right here. He said, you have heard it said of me. You have heard it said of me. Now can you wait for the promise? Pastor Neil is about experience supernatural visitation of the Lord. Marvelous thing about to happen in the church, in my house, in my life, all over the place. And I'm trying to share it with somebody. I'm looking for someone to believe with me. I'm looking for a prayer partner. I'm looking for a faith promise partner. I'm looking for somebody that can step out of the unbelieving room and step into that situation room. Hallelujah. That means all things are possible to them that believe. If thou believest, you can see it. I want to tell somebody this is still a mountain moving church. We still move mountains because God says I can command it and shall be so. Now I've got no interest in moving the rock of Gibraltar, but I've got an interest in moving my community. 3,773 promise and you can't have one of them? A vast virus database has been updated. 
I want to tell you, beloved, you're not dealing with Isaac who gave it all to Jacob and said there's nothing left. After God gave a million people, he still has more to give. He never runs out. No matter who he just blessed, there's still a blessing left for you and me. He said you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask in unbelief. And you wave as me to wave with you. I don't serve a waving God. I serve a steady God. He's a steady God. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, the Bible says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's why I believe you can get the Holy Ghost anytime you want to. I've been seeking for the Holy Ghost as a lie. You don't seek for the Holy Ghost. He was seeking for you. He never runs out in pouring out. You pour out and your jug get empty. But God has a whole lot of plenty. He never ends up empty. You just got to let your umbrella down and believe the promises of God. Hallelujah. When God said Acts 1 8, He shall receive power. He meant exactly that. He meant you shall receive power. And when He said you got to have power, you can have power. Well, a Christian supposedly have the Holy Ghost and have no power. Why? Because they do not believe that the anointing comes with the power. <clears throat> when I come this morning, not with human fallacies. I come in the name of Jesus Christ to declare I have God's promissory note. It's signed Jesus the Christ. Mm. You think I doubted when he said in my father's house are many mansions? You think I questioned that? Oh no, my friend, I confess that. If it were not so, I would have told you Jesus that. Now, don't stop there, but I go to prepare a place for you. That's a promise. I believe it. That where I am, not where I was, where I am, I, there you may be also. That's a promise. And if I go, I'll come again. That's a promise. And I said the Lord Jesus will receive you unto myself. Can somebody jump and shout hallelujah? Woo! Hallelujah. Some folks can't believe that. Even preachers can't believe that. He said, look, you're going to walk in the streets of gold. Some guy says, well, he's a spiritual. Are you want spiritual? I'm not a ghost, my friend. I mean, gold, gold mean gold. G-O-L-D mean gold. Jasper mean jasper. Pearl mean pearls. Come on now. Amethyst mean amethyst. Don't you try to spiritualize what God has naturalized. Come on, somebody. I saw it coming down from heaven. It's no mythology. It's reality. If he promised it coming down, you wait for it. It will come down. If God promised you power, you wait for it. Come on, church. I told God, I don't need a church of 7,000. I need a church of two. And I can move a mountain. I just need two people. 
where two or three agree on anything, I'm more powerful than a church of five thousand. While two's agreement, shut down. He said, "I will do it." If you agree, I will do it. If you agree, that's how big I want my church to be. Just two persons to agree with the preaching and profit from preaching. And you believe that God says it, I believe it. That says it, beloved. We got to believe God's promissory note. God has never given me an experience of disappointment. I have never been disappointed once in my life as a Christian by God. If I tell you I have, I would be lying on God. I've experienced all my walk with God. In 2 Corinthians 1, 19, all his promises are yes and amen. One day I visited my past, my father's church. Left him, went there, visit. My wife was with me. The evangelist was preaching. I don't know this guy, but I went there to listen to him. He walked down from the pulpit and looked me in the face and said, As of this day, you will be traveling all over the country and all over the world for the system you belong to walked away you know what I did I embraced it you know what I did I agree with it you know what I did I confess it next thing you know I was preaching during a conference next thing you know I was flying all across America and Canada it, was, it hasn't stopped can somebody believe the next four years is yours I don't care what your situation room says. There is room for growth in your faith. There is room for growth in your patience. He said, wait for it. Because it hasn't happened yet, no means it's not going to happen. God don't carry a Timex watch. God don't carry a wristless watch. He's the everlasting God. And His promises are from everlasting to everlasting. I've got God's promissory note, my friend. It's signed by His name. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I'm going to do it. I gotta do it, Jesus. I gotta do it, Jesus. You wanna believe in people that can believe that God can conceive, Sarah? This building is too small. Look at it right now. Because it won't always be like this. Pastor Trevor Neal told you that. You write it down in blood or ink or whatever you want to. I told you that. That I, Trevor Neal, told you it won't always look like this. Your eyes shall behold it. Your ears shall hear it. Your feet will see it happen. Right in my day, it's going to happen. Not in some other man's day. In my lifetime. And my eyes will say like Anna. For this I pray. For this I ask God for. And God fulfill the words of his servant. Can somebody hear me? It doesn't matter who don't come right now. Or who don't come next week. You don't come, honey. I've got an unborn 
church uh, that you don't know, honey. They're right in my city. They're across the east and the west and the north and the south. Uh, when God sent his dragnet to you, pull them in. I got a word from the Lord right now. He said, I will build my church. Hear the word of the Lord. He chairs. Thus said the Lord, He shall be filled with worshipers and praisers and singers and thanksgiving. Every one of these pews shall be occupied. Oh, he space. Listen to me. You will be gone because chairs will fill this place up. I tell them, oh, son, you just heard me say it, my friend. It's settled right in your diary. I spoke to you a word from the Holy Ghost because holy men of God spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. It's as fresh as the matter. Somebody better believe me. All I need is two to believe. And my wife and I believe, and that's settled. That's all God needs to reach the world. Sarah and Abraham. Hell yeah. Sarah and Abraham. These front seats won't be empty. I prophesy the chair is going to move up to right here. I got to move back. I listen, put my pulpit back. And preach. Hallelujah. I cut them. You guys say, where do these come from? Jesus said, I will draw them by my spirit, not by my eloquence, by his spirit. Can anybody hear me? The same God that put a face on that church will put the feet in this church. Lord of mercy. I said, your eyes have not yet seen and your ears have not heard what God has prepared to do in the city of Fort McMurray within the four-year period I gave him. Mm. You say, well, Pastor, you're rambunctious. If I am, then so is Joshua. Son, stand still. Move. Don't move. And they didn't have the Holy Ghost. And I do. Kutuluma. Hello! The sixth chapter of Book of Numbers. Verse 23 to 27, somewhere there. If Aaron, to the lyrical priesthood, can pronounce blessing on a nation that weren't baptized in Jesus' name. What about me in the Melchizedek priesthood? A greater ministry. I want to tell you something, sister. I know the devil's talking to you. But I tell you this morning, though it's not yet fulfilled, wait for it. For when it comes, it will not tarry. It will speak at the appointed Time it shall be birth. Hallelujah. I come to preach to somebody to tell you wait for the promise. 
This check is as good for time and eternity. Sister Kim, by his stripes you are healed. Can you believe that? That's a promise. You need to stand firm on the promise. Not maybe healed, but you are healed. I want to tell somebody that God has a promissory note in this church. I told the little kid, when you grow up, you're going to have scholarship after scholarship if the Lord tarries. I told you that already. You're going to see it with your eyes and enjoy the blessings. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm here to preach. I feel like preaching. I feel like prophesying. I feel like proclaiming. I feel like claiming what God says in His Word. Somebody got to believe. And somebody going to conceive. And bring forth the promises. I tell them all, shut. Come on, church. Hey, church, it's not a pity party. It's a pregnant party. God is timeless. And God is limitless. Don't write him off to Jeremiah. Don't write him off to Ezekiah. The brothers pray this one about pastors. What an eloquent presentation about the heart. What a beautiful talk about the heart. You messed up. You very big. How, how important the heart is. Hello. Acts chapter 7 and verse 17. But when the time of the promise drew near, God will bring in the Boaz to pay the bill. God will bring in Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. To do his job. God will bring in Nehemiah and Ezra. Come on, somebody. I don't care what Sudden Bella says. I don't care what Tobias says. I know what Jesus says. The gates of hell shall not, will not, cannot prevail. I don't care how much the dragon blowed out his steam. I want to tell my friend, my esteem, Jesus says, It shall not come nigh thee. Hey, these are the promises of God. One guy told my dad, <coughs> my mistake. God made a mistake. My dad is a construction man. And so one day the guy got playing with false churches. And they set him up to be a, a son by St. Tobias. And out of the blue he said, Look, I ain't paying tithes for this church. If God send you here, let God take care of you because I won't take care of you. Now, my dad didn't ask him to take care of him. My dad didn't ask. A godly man of God will never ask you for a dime. What he's asking is for your repentance. <laughs> Hello? He's asking for your repentance. What you do to God is your business. You and God handle that situation, it's not us. We got nothing to do with that. Amen. We don't handle tables. We, uh, we deal with tablets, the promissory note of God. You happen to him? Every one of his cows start dropping dead within a month. Miscarriage after miscarriage. They start dropping dead. And then, 
God allow a false prophet to show up. Mm, that do to him what my dad would dream of doing. And tell him to sell all that he had and bring the money to him. And that dummy did it. Ooh. Hello? God knows how to get his exchange back. Hallelujah. Sad to say the man died lost. You cannot, you cannot bargain with God. Salvation is not a right. It's a gift from God. I don't care how much you give to God. When it's all done, he said, it was mine anyhow. And you at best is just an unprofitable servant. Look, Aaron did not dignify the garment. The garment dignified Aaron. You don't bring anything to Christianity that God wants. But God brings everything from heaven that you need. I'm trying to tell somebody he could have chose Gabriel and Michael the archangel to preach. But he chose a dropout like me to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. And I feel like Eleazar. God gave me a bunch of riches, ten in number. I said, go on and squander it on the girl you think I want to marry. And church, I'm here to squander God's legacy. I'm here to give away what God gave me to give to you. I want to pin it on you. I want to pin it on you, somebody. I'm trying to tell God, tell me what you touch, I touch. What you bless, I bless. What you curse, I curse. What you stand with, I stand with. Oh, come on now. What you say, I confirm it. Because God said, I will do nothing without talking to my servant first. God said, I confirm the word of my servant. And I'm trying to tell this church, watch out now. This is our time. We got a promised land right in front of me, Behold, the Lord said, You're going to land and make money, I promise you. One of these days, we're going to put our dicey shoe on and walk in that promised land. And said, Just like He promised us, He gave it to us. I don't care what the authority says. God said, It's mine. Give it up. Give it up. Shut up and give it up. Give it to my servant. Give it to my people, which are called by my name. Because the Lord says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, come on up. Not half, the whole kingdom. Every promise God made to Israel in Ezekiel 38 and 39 will be fulfilled. Every promise God made is Zechariah 14 about the restoration of a fallen Israel will be fulfilled. And anybody in this church that feels like you've fallen seven times, i got a word for you. The Lord says, I shall pick you up. Down but not out. Hit but not destroyed. Lord of mercy. Because when darkness comes, God says, I'll be a light around you. Hey, this church is called the top church. 
If you can see right now, there are mountains around us that protect us, like in Jerusalem. Underneath us is the everlasting arms of Jesus. On your job, your boss can't touch you. I have been on a job where bosses want to fire me and they got fired. They got messed up with the wrong person. They didn't know that my greater zeal is with me than with them. Mm, hallelujah. I'll tell you, there's some downers in this church now. The lions can't roar and chew us. Ah, I believe God just put Daniel in the lion's den so he could have a private meeting where nobody could drop in on him. Well, God put this church in McMurray where those sheep stealers just won't come. Because they can't afford the house we do. They can't afford the building we buy. They can't afford the car we drive. They can't wear the shoes we wear. It costs too much. But my God, bring it down to our level and say, here it is, take it. Woo! Woo! I say, God, bring it to us. We are renting. We own it. It's ours. Worship God. Jesus says, Wait for what I promise you. Don't give up. We're compassed by infallible proofs. In fact, you don't need to qualify for God to make you have it. You just need to please God. Hallelujah. Blessed is he that make the promise. Hallelujah. The Bible said not one of his promises faileth. Here is Abraham wanting a son. Church, this is he needed a son. He wanted a son. God operate in three levels of your life. What you need, what you want, and what he planned us giving to you. Mm, I operate all three. Hallelujah. Mm. He wants a son. And God said, Abraham, you are going to be the father of many nations. Right at a time when Abraham don't even have a Amen. To give birth to a son. And just to add insult to injury, God said, come on, Abraham. Look up at the stars. Count those stars. I can't count them. God said, that's how your seed's going to be like. Come on, Abraham. Look at the sand. Sure. The same guy's right here. Okay. God is in the business of saving souls. Not just for church numbers, but to take them to heaven. Not because I want because he wants it. And the Lord added to the church. Who does it? God added to the church. I'm blessed that God added me to the church. Come on, somebody. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Abraham looked around and says, Well, God, <laughs> sounds good, but you know, Sarah got a problem. That's when God shows up. If you don't have a problem, you don't need God. But God wants to take your problem 
and turn to possibilities. This church is built on F-A-I-T-H. I got one pastor's wife, Mama, says, Oh, Neil always preaches on faith. You got that right, baby. Bingo. You're right on. What do you want me to preach? What else do you want me to preach? I'm not giving Satan no credit. You got to pay cash for it if he wants it. Ah, come on now. Hallelujah. You don't have a debt that God can't cancel. And you don't have a need that he can't supply. And you're not so down on the valley he can't pick you up. Well, Abraham, how's it going to happen? Look around. All right, what do you see? Nothing. But I'm the seven Genesis out of nothing brought a world. Young kids, in the lottery, you're going to talk about Pastor Neil. There was a guy back here, he got faith, he was wild. He got wild, like a wild looking faith. He come and say some strange stuff, Zachary. He just said and walked back like he owned the world. You know what? That's why I sing the song. He got the whole world in his hand. If I need in this city one million dollars to build a church, a bank will have to give it to me. So why do I have to give it to me? Because the Lord had control of the account. Hallelujah. And Abraham kind of smiled. I said, oh, that Ishmael could live inside. I said, oh, no. I don't need your help. Get rid of your Ishmaels. Those are wild people. Come on, somebody. Aren't they, friend? God wanted Abraham to wait. He did wait. And when he was a hundred years old, and his body is cold, and Sarah passed the time is possible, that's when God says, Is there anything impossible for me? That's why oneness faith is so problematic to a lot of people. But not to us. We by faith understand that God created the heaven and the earth. We don't need Harvard to tell us how. I don't need to know how he does it either. All I want to know, he delivers it. Hello, somebody. And so, Sarah, can you imagine? Sarah going shopping, and they said, Oh, Grandma, you buying for your daughter? Grand, grandkid, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. This is not a growth. This is really hope. That's called laughter. When God turned your captivity around, honey, you're going to laugh your... No, your dentures out. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Neil, this ain't big enough. I walked in here one day. I was praying when there was no gym out there. I was praying out there. I said, God, God, they said we can't build a church here. God said, I don't talk about that. Well, God, what do you want to talk about? He says, talk about the gym. I said, what? 
He said, Jim. So he said, you have a gym right here. I said, well, the God is the same church. A gym? He said, you got a gym next door. I said, where? He said, oh, open the door to the parking lot. Open the door. So there's a gym right there. All I see is asphalt, stones, and water running in the gutter. He said, no, 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 you got, you got a gym right here. And the God put it in my mind what to do. And then God cut it with the right people who would do it at a cost that cost me nothing. And then God gave me favor with the government to say, yes, Lord of mercy. All things working together for the gym to come to pass. Somebody needs to feel what I'm feeling right now. I mean, God can give you a house worth a million dollars and all you make is $10 a week. You can drive your first BMW if you please God. When you please God, He'll make BMW come to you. Ooh, hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, He'll open doors to you, my friend, like you think could open up. If he opened up the Red Sea, then he can open up the womb. If he opened the womb, he can open the tomb. If he opened the tomb, he can open the eyes. He can open the ears. He can open your pocketbook, your songbook, and any kind of book you got, my friend. Wow, look up to Jesus Christ. He give you a promissory note. And God said, Sarah, why did you laugh? Why did you laugh, Sarah? Next year, about this time, you're going to conceive. <laughs> Get your calendar out. The day is coming when you come late, you will not have a seat in this church. I'm going to be so big, so large, so powerful. I'm going to have my first convention in Casman Building. Casman is preparing that building for me at a convention there. Lord have mercy. Hushaka Bahata. Can anybody hear me? I mean, you're going to be cars all over the place. Can you guys see it? Where are the dreamers anyhow? Where are the church planters anyhow? Where are the Marys anyhow? Who said, Lord, how can this be? But nevertheless, be it unto me according to thy word. You see, you see up there? God told me, don't you ever doubt me. When I tell you something, don't you ever doubt me. Nobody can move that. They better not touch it. That's a reminder to me when I first came here. And they said, can a church be built here? I said, I don't know that. God knows that. But I'm, I'm on spot. I'm open to anything God wants to do. I like how God can build with grasshoppers. One thing about grasshoppers they don't walk. They jump. They jump from one spot to another spot. I mean, we we begin to build a thing, and we build a thing, my friend. Just a bunch of women and a, and a pastor. Ooh. And I said, Lord, that's too short. We're going to we're going to fellowship. God said, Okay, attach on a family life center. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you see, how many taxpayers have? Few and far between. Hello? But see, anyhow, I had a word from God. Elisha came and prophesied. Incredible plenty. God wants somebody to get up and speak a word and step back and to do your thing, God. I don't care who's in the city. When they belong, God, God told me already. God said, Pastor Neil, anybody that belongs to you will come to you. You don't chase anybody. If I don't give them to you, you don't have them. And that's sell the peace. I can preach to this guy alone like he was a house full of people. And don't bother me one bit. You know why? Because when God wanted to let me preach to the crowd, he gave me a ride overseas. And I preached to thousands. And come back and preach to the little chicken coop right here. But I do know i got to minister outside of here. I'm not confined to McMurray. I tell them, Oshanda, I preach conferences all over. Amen. The large crowd, bigger than this, can't fit this building. So I don't mind preaching to one, two, three. Same anointing. Same power. Come on, church. You have a promissory note from God. Come on now. So we'll build that. Across the road. I said, God, this is a nice building. I love it. It has, what, one, two, three, four bedrooms suite there. Is that right? And classrooms downstairs. And family I've and all that. I said, God, but there's one problem, God. We're in church this place. We've got no vestibule to walk up and down. And we always go downstairs. Why, why can't we get over there? This was possessed by the Canaanites. The Canaanites live here. The Canaanites live here. But the Jesus Christ, the Jesus only folks believe that he can get it. And we start talking to God, say, God, move us from here to there. And one day, you know what they did? Come home, they told me, could you please take it off our hands? Amen. The power of anointed prayer will break every yoke. When you can pray and you can have your way because it's not by might nor by power nor by what? What do you do? I like you know, all these guys from the plant and I used to work as an engineer. I said, I'm quitting. He said, no, you can't do that. I said, watch me do it. He said, if you quit you got to come back in three months. I said, no, I won't come back. They said, uh, they said well, you know, you used to, used to live in so high. You're well paid and da-da-da. No, no, no. So I said, okay, watch this. So I quit. Fifteen, twenty years later, I see them. Those were alive, still alive in the body. Some are dead. I said, are you still there? I said, no, no, am I there? I'm everywhere. I am preaching, treating, teaching, all that stuff. And I don't plan to retire. I'm going to be refire. Can someone say that? I want to tell you, friend, if you believe it, you can receive it. And church, it doesn't matter if you don't believe it. God's promises are true. Amen. Amen.
Praise God. I was saying, Lord Jesus, you sure you're going to preach it? I said, yes. I told those people, stay in Jerusalem until you get the power from it. Well, I want to tell you right now, church, I have passed the test. And God said, now I know that thou lovest me more than these. Now it's time for the windows of heaven to open up and pour you out a blessing that you can't even have room to contain it. I'm going to do a work that when it happened, they won't even believe it. But they can't deny it. This is the finger of God in operation in the tabernacle of church. Can someone say hallelujah? The time of the promise drew near. And listen to your eyes for your seeing and your ears for your hearing. You're in a place where God wants to work a miracle right now. Hallelujah. I have never accepted times where God has failed. I've had more people have miracles in this city than living for God. Hallelujah. Please turn with me before I close. Hebrews 6, in verse 12 to 17. You know what God said to us? God said, Brother Neil, I'm impressed. You come to church after being in Edmonton? You guys didn't even sleep? There's no time to sleep? And you're rushing back? Well, I'm going to open up heaven. I want to go tell the remnant this. And sometimes the best sermons are preached to the smallest of congregation. When the crowd is gone and the handful remain, I, I, I hear the sound of rain. I hear the burst of rain. I'm trying to tell somebody there's a rain going to come upon this land. Church, believe me, <coughs> our latter end shall be greater than our beginning. Look at chapter 6 and verse 12 to 17. If you have any problem believing what I'm telling you, you better listen to this right now because I'm not bragging on my ability. I'm talking about God's availability to this church. With God, there is no liability. There's only divine capability. I'm here because of a divine appointment. I told our district, the year 2015, we're destined to double. I don't mind telling you, I don't believe any, if anybody believes me. But I picked a man out, and I prophesied him and said, you're going to be the first guy to own your building. I picked him out. There's no way God going to let me down. It is impossible for God to fail me. It is impossible for my word to fall to the ground. It shall accomplish. I'm going to tell you what has happened. And so we're going to go there. I'm going to stand on the process. It did happen. God just need one person to believe that we can walk on the water. That one in Samaria, 
She was waiting all her life to meet somebody like Jesus. To tell her you're better than this. Church, we are better than this. We deserve a whole lot more. There is enough talent in this church to take over Canada and the world. I told God, all I need is about a few people. And two can chase a thousand. And one can do a thousand. What does it say in verse 12? What does it say in verse 13? Please look at the church. The word promises you every time. Verse 14. Verse 15. Verse 17. You see, here's the opacity operator. I'm going to show you guys this right now. My wife knows I have never ever asked how much offering I collect. Never. And I won't start now. I have never asked who paid tithes and who don't pay tithes. I don't care to know except your end when I'm signing paper to the government. And I never look how much they gave. Never even question it. Some lie on it. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they give God a percent. They call it 10%. That's a lie. Never asked them one bit. But I got friends with churches 10 times my size don't have the freedom I have in God. Paid for in full the thing that God put in our heart. And when we can't pay for it, he sends someone to pay for it for us. When we can't build it, he sends somebody. So it doesn't matter who is against us. It's who is for us. It doesn't matter if you're against us. Maybe you support us. Maybe you come or not. I still preach like you believe on... <coughs> we pray Friday like the horse is full. On Friday, I preach like a conference. I don't hold back nothing. It's a full course meal. <laughs> it's a full course meal. And God said, I like it that way. We don't ever have to sell bottles for a, a church drive. Never. Never. But this pastor, Brother Marlon, always pray one thing. God bless faithful people. And let faithful people honor God. And I told my friends, guys, I don't have the problem you got. Because I got a promissory note. When you ways please God. Promotion don't come by education. It come by dedication. Amen. You can save up all you want like the rich man does in the book of James 5. And your money will be cankered. You will have more crews than the guy with ten times your wages. You'll have more vacation than they do. You know what, what it is? Laban looked at Jacob and said, I look and I notice from the day he came to my house, my house is your job is blessed because you're there. When you leave, it, it falls apart. Don't 
leave. Please stay or stay right here. Because as long as you're here, God's blessing our house. Lot got it from Abraham. And when he left Abraham, he lost it all. Became a caveman. From a castle to a cave. Because he left a godly location. You see, I got a right to brag on Jesus Christ. That's called witnessing. That's called magnifying the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come on, somebody. Brag about the healings he did in your body. Brag about the promotion God gave you. Brag about the children God gave you. Brag about the house you got and, and, and the apartment you rent. Brag about the goodness of God. And the more you do, the more God does it. And you don't have to do like the heathen does. Because God is a way maker. The Bible is full of promises. And when you don't know how to pray, read the promises. And just remind them. That's the Kim. That's the truth. I never ask a person for a dime to be outside. But God raises up helps. You can't come and say, Pastor, I was begging us for money. If you do it, you're lying. I don't. And if you ever gave it, go to missions. Overseas. All of it. So what happened then? You know what Abraham told the Sodomite king? I left my hands to heaven. That you cannot say, you made me rich. But it came from the Lord. I know you guys are tired, so let's stand. But I'm not tired. I'm still fired up. The tape is still turning. I'm still on, on, unwinding, but I see you can't take any more than your posterior can take. Amen? Let's stand. And church, I'm not bragging against my brother and my sisters. I want you to know that God says He gave us exceedingly great promises. 2 Peter 1 14. 2 Peter 3 9. God's not slack concerning his promises. Verse 13. We, according to his promise, look for. 1 John 2 25. He promised us eternal life. James 2 6. We are a kingdom people of promise. And Sarah, your day has come. I promise you, church, your day of small beginnings are over. You're about to step in the limelight. You are like David. I watch you on the backside of the desert fighting lions. I watch you fighting bears. Now I'm going to give you a name among the great men. I'm going to hook you up with the most ferocious guy in the world. Go lieth. I'm going to magnify you in the eyes of Israel. I'm going to create an environment to bless you. Somebody in this building, God says, wait for the promise. Though eternity, wait. 
Now, look, come here, Zach, come here, please. You know, God, God, God is amazing how He can arrange situations to exalt you when He wants to. You, here's Pharaoh having a dream. He can't interpret. God gets a dream and makes sure nobody can figure it out. And just an open door for Joseph. God knows how to create a door for us. He will make a way that we are the only one who can fit the bill. That we may get to the throne. From the jailhouse to the king's house. God knows how to get Ruth in where she belongs. From Moab. Amen. To Jerusalem. The place of the have. Ah, come on now. God knows how to promote Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to stir up some enemies. Amen. So he can promote them. Ah, and God knows how to set you up. You know what God says? The present suffering we go through cannot be compared with the glory, the glory that shall be revealed. I saw yesterday. I saw intimidation. I saw aggravation. And now look at patience just working its way. Let's patience have her perfect work. Wanting nothing. For you have need of patience. That after you suffer a while, you may wear the winner's crown and the garden wedding gown. Oh, the day will come where you put on that wedding gown and the winner's crown after you suffer a while. And God begin to change things around. Is that right? God knows how to operate. I saw the devil playing his dirty, nasty look and just proud and carrying on. And the, and the child of God, the lamb, just like a lamb to the slaughter. But God said, no, 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 no. You haven't read the back of the book. Ah, come on now. Hello? David? Nobody knows who you are. But today, David, I'm going to set a system up for you. I bring a guy in from, and everybody will be scared of that, this guy. But I'm going to give you the answer. Son, go finish your brother's place and give them this lunch. Do they need lunch? No! Do they need lunch? No! God needed an excuse to bless you. He can't do it where you are at. So gonna put you where you need to be. That you may be what he called you to become. And so said, go please. Go, will you go over there please? And, uh, and give your brother lunch. And you know, those brothers are going to be crazy. They're going to give you a bad mouth and call you a brat. Don't worry about it. I'm in the act. Amen. David says, Hey, what's that going on over there? What's that? Oh, I see God said, Sicken, baby, sicken. <clears throat> God, this world needed an answer, but only you have for God's people. And David says, I'll take it. I want to teach some church. You will not be blessed by carnal means. David could not fight Goliath in the armory of flesh. 
He couldn't do it. See what happened, church? He tried to do it. Church, I know better than this. Lowering the standard to this church will not make me a better church. Right. It will drive Jesus out. That's not the answer. The answer is prove truth. Preach it. And so David says, I can't wear this. I can kill if I wear this thing. So he says, let me do what I've always done in the backside of the desert. He got a little slingshot there, friend. He said, you come to me with your spares and your degrees and whatever you got, but I come in the name of the Lord. So simple. Galat made a mistake. He saw his size but did not see the God size in him. Most folks walk through the door and count them as on the pew, but they don't see who's for you and me. Ha, 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 ha. Ah, come on now. And they mess up and miss it big. But God said, David, you got five stones, because there are five giants out there. In case they all come, you get the first one down, the next one come, second one down, amen. And David, a slain went, and ran towards him, and through it. Come on, church. Church, this is the word of God. You want to build church on holiness, righteousness, peace, and then God gonna bless us. Clean, Holy Ghost filled, move of God. And they said, Oh, David! He was always a champion. They just didn't know it. Thank you. Would you bow your hands right now? God, make you promise. Having these precious promises, brethren, let's cleanse ourselves from the fillers of the flesh. Jesus, if it were not so, I'd have told you. I didn't come here to glorify me. I can glorify the God in me. And I can only tell you what I know to be true. That God promise you a crown and not a crown if you can live from right now amen every promise in the book is mine every chapter every verse every line I'm trusting in his word divine Every promise Every chapter Every Every promise Every chapter I am trusting every promise. Let's bow our heads right now. The word is screaming at the church. Where is the promise of his coming? And they made an assumption that's so wrong. I hope that's not your way of speaking. And if God made your promise this morning, I want you to come like Abraham at this altar and reaffirm that promise. 
I will wait on him. I will wait for the promise. And though it tarry, it shall come. It shall speak. Somebody need to respond to this method right now. There's a promise in this building. God told me in Edmonton, be quiet, boy. I'm about to move you far and bless you. I didn't know what blessing meant. He said, go north. I have no regret today. God displaced me so he can replace me with blessings. My displacement looked so bad. But so was Joseph. So was Abraham. God relocates you to bless you. God shift your position to raise it to a higher level than you've ever been before. You will not be blessed, Joseph, where you are. I got to relocate you. I got to relocate you. Oh, you'll never be blessed. Ruth, you've got to be relocated for me to bless you. Abraham, it won't happen to the Chaldees. There's too many obstacles there. Who's God talking to right now? And God placed this church in this city. Relocate Brother Neil right in this city. I said, now I want to bless you right now. In a land that was not yours, we call it the promised land. Not the problem land, the promised land. Who's God talking to right now? Did God relocate you? Do you know why God relocates you from where your family is? So He could bless you. But will you receive it? Will you let it happen? God did in your life. But you could mess it up like Lot and go back to the wrong place. But it will never happen among your family, among your culture, among your own friends. It will never happen. You have to come out and be separate and touch not and please God. And watch the blessing flow. A new beginning. God gave me a promissory note. Ruth, what you're picking up, Ruth, is not by mistake. A divine command says, so drop it back. It looked like accident, but it's not an accident that I'm picking up all of these things. God told Boaz to drop it so she could pick it up. Rahab, it won't happen in Jericho. But I give you I give you I give you a cord of promise. As long as you keep this cord, we're connected. A cord of promise. Who is God talking to this building right now? Don't touch that cord. I made you a promise. Wait for it. Joshua is coming. Joshua is coming. And I gave you a promissory note. Be ready when he comes. 
It's a good promise. Though it tarry, wait for it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel divine intervention here. Tabernacle Place Church, you're about to be exalted. You're about to be raised up from the ruins of the public opinions and become the head and not the tail. You will not look too far. They will think you're close when they hear the report of the great things God's done, miracles, and the sign of the wonders being done in your church. There will be the path to the door to see what God is doing. God's about to do a work right now. 380 people couldn't wait for the promise. But after they left, 3,000 were added to the church. One revival, 3,000 prophecies about to be fulfilled. Suddenly, more than we could handle. What a service this morning. Dynamic intervention, spiritual convention, spiritual retention going to take place in this church. God is about to open eyes to the miracles. Kotola Mahanda. Top church, get ready for a supernatural intervention, a divine interruption from mediocrity to meditorial ministry. We are about to see local people in power with God anointing. Shocking to you that you pray for a cripple and they got healed. Ah, come on now, Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, every promise in the Bible is mine. You told Eve that she would bring forth a seed. It took 4,000 years for that seed to come. But that seed did arrive. It was not Cain. It was Abel. That seed was Jesus Christ. And we have no idea how long some people have to wait on you. But you said after we have need of patience. That after we've gone through what we've got to go through for a while. Then we will receive the promise. If we faint not. Let's not be like Esau. For when he would have received the promise. He fainted. And couldn't wait. But we're going to wait on you Jesus. In spite of our situation, yes. we're going to select Mary. Beat on to me. Oh, Mary, you are fulfilling a promise God made in Isaiah 9 6. Yes. And Jeremiah, you're compassing a man. You don't understand it, but it's happening to you now because you're highly favored. Lord Jesus, that every man may know that this church Hallelujah. is not a cult, <coughs> that they might know that your blessing is on this place. And we have your divine permission to preach the oneness of God, the baptism in Jesus' name, in filling of the Holy Ghost. And everyone that believes will receive the promise of the Spirit. You will confirm your word with signs following. And you will forgive their sins. And you will remit their sins. And you reveal to them who Jesus is. That they may become hearers of the promise of God. In Jesus' name I pray.
Brother Marlon, would you pray right now? A word of promised faith. Katama. Never fail. Drop my core shut. Jesus. Somebody could believe on him. And Jesus gave him a promise. Hallelujah. A promissory note. This day, thou shalt be with me. Now, I'm telling you why I said with me. The thief had no credibility to on his own go in. But like David and those men, they could heat the aloe bread as long as they're with David. And as long as Jesus is chaperoning him into the kingdom, nobody can touch him. He comes in with Jesus. Hallelujah. 
because he's a thief and a murderer. But Jesus exonerated him. This church is not alone. Greater is he with us. So Cheryl, you've been here long enough. You haven't seen nothing yet. It's time. For, we have had material blessing. That's enough. We want spiritual blessing now. We're praying for the spirit to move. And God is going to give his affirmation that he loves truth more than anything else. We're going to see it happen. And somebody going to leave you like Mary, pregnant with question. Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Let's praise him one more time. Oh! Oh! Oh, God, this feels good. This feels good. Now, folks, when you drive by this building, take a good look. And then talk to my wife. And ask her if that's a fulfillment of a word spoken by me every time. I said, this is going to happen. <laughs> and I don't know how, who, when, but it's going to happen. And Jesus did it all. God bless you. Greet somebody and say, I hope you're the Mary. If not, I am. Amen. We're glad you're here today. The kids meet us at the door again one more time. Please don't leave without shaking our hands with somebody. All the kids on their candy, please. Sister Neil, the kids are waiting on you for the candy.